What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. You don't know what that ought is, Mr. Trash. I'd show you, but I'm too old. I'm too tired. I'm too fucking blind. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! In this strange, topsy-turvy world, we've said it once, we've said it twice, we've said it a million times, the truth! Shut up, we're 63. This is Tim, let's get off my lawn. The mad ramblings of a Gen Xer want to talk about Virus X. And it's not Donald Trump. Because we're going to talk about Donald Trump in his, in his march now to the White House. I mean, you can literally hate Trump. You could love Trump. You you could be you could be a MAGA Republican. You you could be a closet conservative. Hell, you could be an independent. I even know some Democrats now that are uh, that are kind of coming over to the 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 Trump side of the ball right now. But the thing is, this I mean, you, you can't deny his momentum with all the lawsuits, with everything that's going on. It's just it's just amazing to me how he just keeps trucking along. And the reason we're talking about this today is because uh, Venerable Ron DeSantis has uh, has suspended his his presidential campaign, and he has come out and endorsed Donald Trump. Now, DeSantis, after that huge win in Florida, um, it wasn't really a huge win because the guy he was running against was a moron, but that huge win for the governorship in Florida, he, he had this momentum, he had this je ne sais quoi, he had this buildup that he was going to march towards the White House, and he just really couldn't connect with the voters. He really couldn't connect with the independents. And um, you, you were just you you wanted to root for DeSantis because he's done a lot for Florida. He's he he kept this state open when everyone else shut their states down. He kept their kids in school. He kept his economy rolling. Um, so you, you felt that that he had this cachet, this movement when he first came into the race, and then he started losing ground in Nikki Haley. And then it just kind of gotten worse and worse and worse. Uh, so he has suspended his campaign and he's come out and endorsed Trump. And Trump has come out and said he is very he's very honored. Now, this is Trump has gone after DeSantis ad nauseum. I mean, it's not even funny. Um, and, I mean, you think Trump can be vicious against uh, his opponents on, on the left? I mean, hell, he's 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 vicious with the people on the right. And uh, he said that he's looking forward to working together with DeSantis to beat Joe Biden. He goes, we're very honored to have his endorsement, Trump told Fox Digital. I look forward to working together with him to beat Joe Biden, who was the worst and most corrupt president in the history of our country. You, you can't, I mean, that that's in some ways not open for debate because he kind of is. I mean, he, he's making Jimmy Carter look good. And his weaponizing of the the DOJ and the FBI and everything else is just to go after Trump is just kind of incredible. And I think a lot of things what's going on um, with Trump is you got a lot of people and a lot of minorities. And I've actually spoken to to some people and and they happen to be minorities. And one of the things they say they like about Trump is that the establishment is out to get him. And they're mentioning the fact that you could see 
that they are going out to get them. That this 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 is this isn't something that is just a misconception. They are literally out to get him and do everything they possibly can to stop his march to the White House. I don't know if Trump's going to win, but I do find it interesting that the last president that was that that states tried to keep off the ballot was Abraham Lincoln. And I'm, and I'm not comparing Trump to Lincoln. Not not in any regards. I just find it interesting that Lincoln was such Lincoln stance for slavery really just made him public enemy number one against in certain states. And it was their thought process was to keep him off the ballot was the ways that they could stop his presidency. And we're seeing the same thing over and over again. And you have to worry about that. And it's it's just it just kind of makes you cringe. And I'm not saying there's going to be a civil war. I always love it because people are like, well, the MAGA Republicans are going to go out on the on the offensive. Well, really, because I don't really ever see the MAGA Republicans really going out and and going to the White House and trying to rip down the or scale the non-scalable fences. Oh wait, that that's the Palestinian protesters. I don't see them out there going, you know, f the police and kill the pigs. Oh no, wait, that's that's the left. Uh, and then they come out and say, well, you know, we were never against defunding the police. That was, that's, that's just crazy talk. Now, Trump, of course, won the Iowa caucus on Monday. Um, and it looks like he, I mean, he's got a pretty much, a. they're saying right now he's got a double digit lead over Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley, I like some of the things she's saying. I like some of the things she's doing. I don't like this fact that she's 50 plus years old and she's like, well, I'm for the younger generation. Well, you're 50 plus years old. Sorry, Nikki. I'm 50 plus years old and I'm not for the younger generation. Um, Trump, I mean, DeSantis also basically came out and said he endorsed Trump because we can't get back to the old Republican guards of yesteryear, a repackaged form of warmed over corporatism, and that represents Nikki Haley, which I which I find uh, find interesting that Nikki Haley is now corporatism. <laughs> uh, Trump is going to run away with this, and I love it because you got to remember back in the day, Trump basically nicknamed or dubbed DeSantis Ron Sancta, DeSanctimonious. Which was great. I mean, I mean, it was one of it was one of those nicknames that you, it just stuck with you when you heard it. Um, but like I said, it, it's very interesting that that DeSantis would literally come out and just say, you know what, uh, I'm 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 going with the I'm going with Trump. I'm not going with Haley. Um, and it's interesting because even Ted Cruz came out and said, hey, listen, you know what, I, I'm I'm going I'm going with Trump as well. All these people that you kind of thought would have maybe gone against Trump have just, you know, have just swung that way. Tim Scott, who was appointed to his position initially by Nikki Haley when she was the governor of South Carolina, has come out and said that he is backing Trump. So the the march towards the at least the at least, you know, the nomination for the Republican Party, it looks like is going to it looks like it's going to be Trump. And it's just it's just terrifying in regards to what they're seriously trying to do to get Trump. I mean, the get Trumpism is pretty crazy. And I love it because you have the one civil suit going on uh, in, by Letitia James in New York. And the judge has already basically come out and said Trump is guilty. I don't even know why there's a trial. And I love it because you speak to all these scholars and you speak to all these people that um, – that you know that have were judges or, or or professors at Harvard University and all these law school schools and all everything else, and they keep coming out and they keep saying the same thing. I don't even know how this case is proceeding against Trump, against his overestimation of his real estate, because there's no victim. 
you don't you you have a crime, but you have no victim to the crime. The banks who lent them the money got the money back plus interest. There, there. This isn't like a Bernie Madoff pyramid scheme. There, there's nothing. There's there's nothing there. And and it's just kind of crazy that these lawsuits just continue. And you know these lawsuits. I mean, Letitia James, she came out and and basically ran her entire campaign on getting Trump. And I, I, I don't get it. I mean, I re, I re, I really don't get it. I mean, the whole thing is about just convicting Trump, just going after Trump. And a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't remember that. There's a lot of these cases are. Um, are civil cases, you know, except for the uh, the the um, the the alleged improper retention of classified records from his time at the White House over at Mar-a-Lago, um, and they had four federal charges related to the Capital City riot. But I don't understand because they don't ever want to play what he said on Twitter. They don't ever want to play his message. At no point in time that they told him, you know, did he ever tell people go down the White, go down to the Capitol and take it over? And I tell you, for people that were insurrectionists, they were the most polite insurrectionists I've ever seen. You heard all the stories. You saw the doctored footage by the Democrats. And then you see the actual raw footage and you see them walking through the Capitol with reverence and looking at and looking at everything and walking between the velvet ropes. I've never seen protesters that decide, hey, you know, what? I'm going to walk between the velvet ropes because we don't want to step outside. It's just kind of crazy. But what's going on now? Like I said, you could love Trump, you could hate Trump, you you could you could do whatever you want, you could say whatever you want. But he's got something, and he's got something in this election, and he's got something that that is really helping him get over a little bit. And, and like I said, the 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 Biden campaign is just floundering. The Biden campaign is floundering so much; they're already talking about rolling out Michelle Obama, which I really don't get, because she has come out repeatedly and saying how much she hates this country. And she said that when her president her husband was president, how she can't stay in this country and how she hates this country. But she's going to come out and save the country because she's afraid what's going to happen to democracy if Trump wins. But no, but no one can dis- explain to me what's going to happen to democracy because I can't remember who was it that colluded with social media to basically put out disinformation to help one of the candidates whose son was in a lot of trouble for a whole bunch of a lot of things, but taking money from uh, foreign entities, basically being a foreign actor, you know, gun possession, drugs, you know, but they colluded with, and so did, what was it, 50 plus uh, intel, former intelligence agency officers. They concluded as well. I can't remember who, who did that. Who, who was that? Who was it that tried to basically run a banana republic and sit there and try to control the narrative? I don't remember. I don't remember who it was. I can't. Re- I can't recall. I, I, I don't know. It'll it'll come. It'll come to me as we uh, as we continue this podcast. And then you also have, like I said, then you keep going on and on about the um, the the civil trial against the rape allegations, where the judge has basically come out and said, "Listen, he's already guilty of rape. Trump, that is. We already know this. He's guilty." Well, you know, this is the same woman. And I'm not going to say her name and give her any credibility. And I'm not saying I'm not saying nothing happened. I'm saying I'm not saying something happened. I'm not saying nothing happened. But I'm just saying this. If if you talk to people who have experienced some type of sexual assault, they'll tell you they, they know the date, the time. They know where they were. They, they knew what they were wearing. They usually have extremely vivid memories. She can't even remember the month. And it's amazing that you could go back to the 1990s. 
and all of a sudden lay this claim against somebody, but not even have any any factual evidence or have any evidence. It's just it's just he said, she said, and if it was anyone but Trump, this wouldn't be going anywhere. It's weird that you could do these things in this country now to someone who you just don't like politically and then turn around and basically I'm not saying the claims are not true. I'm not saying they are true. I'm just saying this. I just find it really weird that this that this is happening. That you are allowed to file these types of civil charges where you basically have no evidence. And you can't even remember the day, the time, or the month. That's just weird to me. And like I said, if you want to roll out Michelle Obama, that's fine. I don't think she would win. Because I think there's a lot of people, and I think a lot of people on the right would rise up and and go against her because of the, because of her thoughts and reference to how much she hates America and has come out and said that you know she basically came out and said how she despises America when her husband was president. So you know, let it be. And like I said, I voted for Trump. I mentioned this before. I voted. I voted for Trump the the first time around in 2016. I didn't I didn't vote for him or anyone in 2020 because I felt both candidates were stale. But there there is something different about this candidacy of Trump right now and hopefully he keeps on record. He keeps on point. He doesn't bring up the stolen elections. He talks about what's important to America. Joe Biden can go out and tout Bidenomics all he wants, but the problem is this, you go up by the you go to the grocery store, you you do see Bidenomics cuz it's 30 40% more you're paying. You go out and buy a car, it's going to be more because of the fact of the interest rates. And what, and especially if you buy a new car, it's the fact of the parts. You see, I mean, you they talk about, oh, go out and buy uh, electric vehicles, but don't mention the fact that it's $70,000. Even if you give me $7,000, I'm still paying $63,000 for an electric car, which I can't charge in the winter. It's just weird. It's, it's just kind of strange. Uh, I want to talk about briefly that... Uh, uh, the the World Health Organization director has called for the world's pandemic treaty to prepare for disease X. Now, disease X is going to be 20 times more deadly than the coronavirus. The only problem is disease X does not exist. It's it's basically a placeholder for a disease that that they are anticipating coming down the pike. And then I always laugh. Well, do they know something? You know, that you have these gentlemen in China <laughs> hopefully not in Wuhan, that have created a coronavirus that basically has a 100% kill ratio in humanized rats. I don't know what humanized rats are. Did they did they go to college? Did they have jobs? Did they sign up for this? Is that what a humanized uh, rat is? But they're saying this could be this disease could be 20 times deadlier than COVID-19. And it it was added to the who's who are you who who shortlist of pathogens for research in 2017 that could cause serious international epidemic, according to the World's Health Organization press release. But there is there is no disease right now. They're just putting the disease X as a placeholder. It's kind of like one of those things like hey, we're just going to wait to see what this disease is, and then we're going to kind of go from there. Um, and they basically comes out that we lost many people during COVID. This this is the um. This is the gentleman that runs the World Health Organization. Again, I'm, he's another one I'm not even going to give any credence to. Uh, there are all things that are unknown and may never happen that may, that may have happened. Anything happened is a matter of when, not if. So we have to have a placeholder for that and diseases. That's why we call it Disease X. We lost many people during the COVID because of we couldn't manage them. No, that's actually not true. It's because of your misinformation about what was coming out of China and the the delay 
in reference to getting information from China was one of the bigger reasons why this happened. But we don't want to talk about that. They could have been saved, but there was no space. There's not enough, enough oxygen. So you could have a system that could expand with the need comes. The pandemic agreement will bring us uh, all the experience, all the challenges that we have faced and all the solutions into one. The agreement can help us prepare for the future in a better way. So who, so you're basically asking for money. I understand that. So who's going to get all this money? Oh, it's the World Health Organization. Oh, that's right. That's right. They're going to get all the money and they're going to be responsible for it. It's like when we give all the money to NATO. NATO is a necessary evil, a necessary need. I shouldn't call it evil because, you know, it, it it served its purpose against the axis of evil. But, at you know, at some importance and at certain points in time, it's interesting that the United States is the one that controls our pennies, most of the money for NATO, except when Donald Trump came in and decided to have people pay their fair share. But now you have the World Health Organization coming out with this very vague and very ambiguous disease. And they want to have this treaty together that includes greatly enhancing international cooperation to provide, for example, alert systems, data sharing, research for local, regional, global production, distribution of medicine, and the public health countermeasures such as vaccine, medicine, diagnosis, personal product, uh, personal protective equipment. So again, where is this? So we want to, we have to deal, we have to dole out this money. But who's going to be responsible for this money? Oh, the World Health Organization. Oh, I don't know. Sometimes I don't know what the hell I'm thinking. Sometimes I don't know what the hell. I don't know what the hell I'm thinking. I wanted to talk about John Fetterman, but I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to save that. Because John Fetterman, for all his wackiness, has literally been coming out to be the voice of reason for the left. And like I said, I'm in Pennsylvania, and I thought he was a whack job. But then you listen to what some of the things that he actually talks about and actually says. It's it's crazy because as Fetterman says, American dream is threatened by 300,000 illegal immigrants southern to southern border. I honestly don't understand why it's a conversation to say we need a secure border, he basically told them, because it's not a conversation. He's right. He's right. You have all these people that are coming in for the American dream and pushing out the people that are actually there for the American dream. He goes, I don't like I said, don't understand. I don't understand why it's conversation. Uh, and, and uh, let's see here. I don't understand why it's controversial for anyone to decide that you're going to stand with Israel in this situation. I honestly don't. Uh, I don't understand why it's controversial to say we need a secure border. When John Fetterman is the voice of logic, you know we're all fucking doomed. We got a big show also coming up on Tuesday or Wednesday of this week, so make sure you stay tuned for that. And again, as always, this is Tim. Let's get off my lawn. My Ramsey's on the Gen X show. And I'm out.